0: This is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 155, Preparing Your Nervous System for the Holidays. Welcome to Building Resilience, a podcast where theory, practical strategies, and inspiring stories show you how to unlock your best life. I'm your host, Leah Davidson. As a certified life coach, speech language pathologist, and nervous system resilience expert, it is my mission to teach you how to be more resilient to life's adversities. I will show you how to manage your mind, befriend your nervous system, process your emotions, and even eliminate stress. It's time to do more than just survive. It's time to thrive. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Building Resilience podcast. I am happy to have you here. The holidays are coming up. Well, I guess technically for many Americans, the holidays already started on Thanksgiving. So you may already be in the midst of the holiday season. Before we dive into talking about your nervous system and the holidays, I just wanted to let you know that the doors are open for my next advanced training in nervous system resilience. We start at the beginning of January and you can head on over and register for it now. I am excited to have another group who will be going through and learning all about their nervous system. And if they're a coach or a helping professional, then they'll be able to take everything that they learn and up level their coaching and teach all their clients about their nervous system. So the link is in the show notes if you want to sign up for that. All right, let's talk about your nervous system for the holidays. Overall, I find the month of December can be a pretty chaotic month. It's generally a time where people are out and about. There's a lot of busyness, a lot of commercialization. There's travel and parties and food, and people are often trying to close up deals and finalize things before the holidays. And then there's a lot of getting together with people, lots of family time, and that can be great, but it can also be super stressful. There are a lot of mixed emotions around the holidays, and I'm going to do another podcast about that actually coming up about loneliness, but it's safe to assume that there's a lot of mixed emotions. The holidays for some is like the best time of year and for others, the worst time of year. And for many, it's just a completely mixed bag. People are anticipating the new year. They're thinking about what's to come. They may be thinking about what they want to accomplish, and that can be energizing or that can be depleting. So because there is so much going on, I really wanted to do an episode to share with you some simple things that you can do to prepare your nervous system for the holidays. What are some simple things you can do on a daily basis to help you recharge, to help take care of yourself, and to be able to enjoy the good things that the season has to offer? And to be able to come out on the other side without being completely exhausted and depleted. The thing about the nervous system that I find so interesting is it actually doesn't take much. We don't have to do these elaborate tricks or long drawn out exercises. Some of the most effective ways to regulate your nervous system just take a few seconds and are super simple. Now, the biggest challenge is just remembering to do them, doing them frequently enough, and even believing that these simple practices can actually make a difference. But I do really encourage you to try them out. Take 30 seconds here and there throughout the day. Combine these strategies or these techniques with mindset. You're taking care of yourself and these simple strategies do work and you will notice a difference. And take the time to actually acknowledge the difference. Sometimes people expect to go from like a 10 to a zero. A 10 may be meaning that they're feeling super charged up or super overwhelmed or anxious. And a zero means they have no anxiety, no overwhelm. But if you remember, like we've talked about last week, the importance of micro shifts, the importance of that one drop or adding that one item of color, that is what's going to make a difference. So stop and truly acknowledge if you go from a 10 to a nine and then from a nine to an eight and so forth. Acknowledge, celebrate all the little shifts because they do make a difference. You can even take a baseline, like just write it down on a scale of one to 10, jot it down on your phone or a piece of paper, and then do one of these practices, try out one of these strategies, and later on take another measurement. Do you notice a shift? And it may be a tiny little shift, and it may take a little bit of patience, but I know that these tools work, so just keep at it. I'm going to offer for you today five ways you can prepare or take care of your nervous system for the holidays. The first way is movement. Now, I know it seems very basic, but movement actually is one of the best things we can do for our nervous system, for our physical and our mental health. Movement is something we want to do on a daily basis. It's a great way for us to complete the stress cycle. Think of it like on a daily basis, you're building up stress. At the end of the day, maybe you have like 20 units of stress. If you do nothing, then the next day you start with the same 20 units and you're going to build up another 20 and now you have 40. And then the next day you start with 40 units and it builds up every day, adding more and more stress units. Now, eventually you'll be in a chronic state of stress. And chronic stress, we know, wreaks havoc on your body. And it's responsible for all sorts of stress-related illnesses, cardiac and digestive and autoimmune. But if you do something to release the stress, think of it like a pressure valve being released and letting the steam out. Then at the end of the day, your 20 units of stress gets reduced. So 20 units, maybe will go down to 10 units. And then the next day, You start with less, you start with 10 units and you keep releasing every single day, completing that cycle, allowing that pressure cooker valve to be released. Over the holidays, you're probably gonna be building up even more units of stress. So it's important to let out the steam. So move, get that energy out. Or the beautiful thing about movement is it's a great way to get some energy put in if maybe you are in team hypo. You can get it out, if you're feeling activated on Team Hyper, but it's a great way to also boost your energy if you're on Team Hypo too. When you're feeling really tired or low or sad, movement can help release energy or help increase energy. So as busy as the season is, make time to get moving. Go for a walk, a run, put some music on and dance. Even just shake it out in your room. Do some yoga, do some stretching, Listen to how your body wants to move. Does it want gentle? Does it want more invigorating? Play around with different movements, but try to get some movement in daily. The next thing you can do is find some quiet time, some alone time, some time to yourself. That may seem impossible, but again, you don't need a lot of time. You just need a few minutes. Practice some meditation, some journaling. Do an activity that recharges you, that you feel is taking care of you. Often in the holidays, we take care of other people. We're constantly on the go, our schedules get filled up, but we need to take a break from stimulation. Again, let your body guide you. You may feel tired, exhausted, and maybe you're pushing the boundaries of staying up so late and your sleep can get messed up. So you may even want to do some non-deep sleep rest. We've talked about that previously. It's that term coined by Dr. Huberman for a self-directed technique kind of resting your brain during the day achieving calm where your body is relaxed but your brain is still technically awake it could be a state of calm that you're focusing on something like your breath or just some visualization i sometimes just do what i call a power nap where i simply lie down i just quote unquote rest my eyes and let myself float into never Neverland. now i always set an alarm And you always want to try to keep it short, like even 10 minutes will do, but 10 to 20 minutes, definitely not longer than an hour. Just rest your eyes and let your brain go into la la land as you relax your body. Now, quiet time can also include something creative. Maybe it's doing some painting or drawing or knitting or playing some music. Maybe it's doing a puzzle. The goal is to really get in the present to quiet the mind and take away from some of the frazzle of the holidays. Another meditative activity that can really help with calming the nervous system during this hectic time is tapping the emotional freedom technique. I did a podcast about it. Oh, I think it was maybe two years ago. You can go back and listen to it there. But essentially tapping is emotional freedom technique EFT. It's like a form of emotional acupuncture. It combines the principles of ancient Chinese acupuncture and modern psychology. It draws from both cognitive therapy and exposure therapy. But instead of using needles, EFT is called tapping because it involves tapping with your fingertips on acupuncture points, specific meridian points of your body. And tapping helps you access your body's energy send signals to the part of your brain that will control your stress. You tap on these points while on the same time, focusing on certain thoughts and emotions and memories and fears, things that you're experiencing. And it can also be really helpful to focus on positive things, desires and manifestations. So it can be a great activity to help calm your nervous system, alleviate stress, and even set intentions for the holidays. Now, thirdly, I already mentioned doing non-sleep deep rest as a way for alone time or quiet time, but non-sleep deep rest is also said to help improve your sleep overall. So my next suggestion for helping prepare the nervous system for the holidays is getting some sleep. Life is just better when we've slept. So even though there may be some nights where you're completely thrown off, try to stick to some type of routine. Try to still get those seven to nine hours, trying to go to bed and getting up around a consistent time and keeping that bedtime routine. I know for me, when we have guests, which is essentially now my kids coming home, life can be super hectic, especially with bedtime because my kids are at the age where they're all out and about late. But for me, even though I don't end up doing my full routine, I try to do some type of routine, kind of like a shortened routine, but try really hard to get your sleep. And like I said earlier, taking naps too, if needed, although not for more than an hour, I really do enjoy napping or non-sleep deep rest. It's like a luxurious treat for me. It is great self-care. So I always try to squeeze that into the holidays. Now, the fourth way to help prepare your nervous system and comment for the holidays is choose your media wisely. Because as the saying goes, garbage in, garbage out. Media can really be a double edged sword, especially in the time that we're living in. Non stop access to news can actually keep us aware of world events, which obviously is important, but it can also keep us on high alert. And high alert sends that message to the brain that you're not safe, you're in danger. And so your stress response is going to constantly be activated. Remember, your stress response is not meant to be constantly on. When we are on all the time, we wear our system down. We open the doors to things like chronic pain and illness and a weakened immune system and relationship strain and anxiety and depression. You can go back, I've done episodes before earlier in the year about secondary traumatic stress, and you can be reminded of how exposure to other people's stress and trauma can actually leave imprints on us. Now, as I said, obviously you want to be aware of what's going on, but awareness does not require a constant stream. We can check in with what's going on, but we can also do it in a way that protects us, which I'll talk about in a minute. But we can also give equal airtime to media that is uplifting. As much as there are terrible things happening in the world right now, there are beautiful things happening too babies are being born, they're learning to walk and talk, and people are graduating and falling in love and getting married and celebrating anniversaries. People are getting kittens and puppies. They're enjoying beautiful sunsets and nature and art. Many people are out there serving, taking care of each other, making discoveries that can save lives and writing inspiring books and poetry and music and creating masterpieces. Families are spending time together watching movies, playing cards, and board games. Teams continue to play their sports. Musicians are on tour. Chefs are wowing us with amazing creations, and doctors and nurses are saving lives. Pilots are flying us. Teachers are teaching the next generation. Grocers are stocking shelves, and therapists are helping us all figure it all out and rebuild. I could go on and on and on and actually as part of helping your nervous system, sit down and go on and on and on with so much gratitude for everything that is good. Yes, there is bad there, but celebrating the good does not mean that we're not aware of the bad or are angered by the bad or mourn with the bad or want to advocate for change, but seeking the good, acknowledging the good, being grateful for the good, highlighting the good and pondering the good, helps our nervous system find some balance and find some calm. There is beauty and good all around us. So send your brain on a quest to find it, stop and savor it and express gratitude for it. So feed your brain more positive media on a daily basis. I think you can do that in so many different ways. I've shared with you before my husband's ritual of every night listening to music before bed. It's his meditative activity, his way to get calm, and I have to say, it's really nice to have the house filled with incredible music. So try it out. Lastly, in order to prepare ourselves for the holidays and during the holidays, and especially when we're feeling all revved up or overwhelmed or we're watching the world news or feeling lonely or just that general unease and overwhelm, we want to be practicing self-regulation strategies. Now I do have my free video series, the 30 seconds to burnout that you'll want to make sure that you have, because I go through all this in detail. And even though I talk about it in terms of being a caregiver or a helping professional, and in terms of burnout, the solution I share really teaches you about your nervous system and the three steps to regulation. So if you want the specific details, then please go to the show notes and sign up for that free video series. But essentially, you want to try to be regulating your nervous system as much as you possibly can. That means doing three things. The first thing you need to do is establish safety for your brain. And you can do this by asking the question and answering the question, am I safe? In your environment, in this exact moment, are you safe? And the majority of the time, you are safe in this moment. Now, the next question you're going to ask is, do I feel safe? And for a lot of us, the answer is going to be no, you don't feel safe. You may know that you're physically and intellectually safe, but your body doesn't feel safe. So you're going to get into your body. You're going to go to where you feel the tension. You're going to acknowledge that the tension and the stress is there, and it is building up that energy is rising. Now, it doesn't matter if you do, am I safe? Do I feel safe? first. It doesn't matter which one you do. The point is you have to establish safety and then you have to get into your body. So you can first get into your body and then establish safety or establish safety first and then get into your body. And then the third thing you're going to do is you're going to acutely relax your body you're going to do the rag doll where you just completely let your body go limp or you can do something like the physiological sigh where you do those two quick inhalations and then the longer exhalation. Because remember, a relaxed body cannot house stress. So we need our body to get to a place of relaxation after we let it know that it's safe. And as you feel the tension mounting throughout the day, Keep doing this over and over and over. And as you continue to do it, you are building up those moments of regulation. You are allowing your body to feel comfortable and safe and get you building up that size of your zone of resilience, building your capacity more. You can stay in that zone for a little bit longer you will completely be able to improve the quality of your life by building the capacity and introducing these micro moments of safety. When we are in that zone of resilience, when we have the capacity, we invite healing to take place. So in recap, to help you prepare and calm your nervous system for the holidays, the five simple things you can do, get out there and move, Make sure you're getting some quiet alone time. Take care and get enough sleep. Watch what you're feeding your brain in terms of the media and self-regulate. Am I safe? Do I feel safe? Relax your body continue to practice those things. You will build up your zone. You will build up your capacity and you will head into the holidays knowing that you know how to regulate your nervous system and you can feel more confident that whatever challenges you're going to face, you have the capacity to deal with them. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.